Good morning, Orlando. More importantly, good Friday morning. And here at 6 o'clock, we're going to give you our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning an appeals court rules against reinstating the travel ban. And a fake Twitter account announces school is closed. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. We're all over that Ninth Circuit Court ruling and where it all goes from here. Let's talk next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning. It's 6.01 on News Radio 1025. President Trump's ban on travelers from seven predominantly Muslim nations is still on hold following a unanimous ruling from a three judge federal appeals court. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals rejected the government's claim of presidential authority and said the executive order presented, quote, significant constitutional questions, end quote. Meanwhile, another state challenge to Trump's executive order on immigration is scheduled for a federal court hearing today. Virginia claims the order violates the Constitution and is the result of animus toward Muslims. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. But it's pretty clear the president of the United States is not backing down, and we'll get into that angle on the story here in a moment, Deb. Another story I know uh, you may be talking about later on this morning, but Mm -hmm. is the fact that did senior White House advisor Kellyanne Conway cross an ethical line by appearing to promote Ivanka Trump's products in a TV interview? White House spokesman Sean Spicer said Conway has been counseled about that. Whoa, taken to the White House woodshed. I guess so. He did not elaborate during his daily briefing. Conway was talking about the flap over Nordstrom dropping the Ivanka Trump line from its stores. President Trump took to Twitter and roundly criticized the retailer. Now the leaders of the House Oversight Committee say Conway may have broken ethics rules. Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz and Maryland Congressman Elijah Cummings signed a letter demanding the Office of Government Ethics review Conway's statements and report on one dis- on what disciplinary action is warranted. Boy, I tell you, there's a big media furor over this thing. I kind of watched it. It was on Fox and Friends yesterday morning. I saw the replay. And she was just casually saying in the face of the of North- Nordstrom getting rid of Ivanka's line, right, saying that wasn't selling. It's been a boycott going on, et cetera. It's the whole anti-Trump thing. And she just well, and she just kind of ten thousand dollar bracelets thing. Well, that may be it too, but but it, you know they were selling before. But at any rate, at any rate, you know she just kind of casually said, "So why don't you all go out there and buy some of her stuff? It's really good. I'm going to go get some." It was kind of a lighthearted thing, but boy, I'll tell you, she's in a little bit of trouble, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We'll uh, see where it goes. I don't know. If you're going to be traveling to South Florida this weekend, be aware uh, you could see some traffic. President Trump is hosting Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe at his Palm Beach estate this weekend. The president and Abe are expected to meet today at the White House and then will fly into Palm Beach International Airport on Air Force One tonight. Both plan to play a round of golf at Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. This will be the president's second consecutive weekend in Palm Beach County. And as always, whenever uh, the president is in South Florida, expect tight travel restrictions by the FAA for private pilots at Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast airports and for boaters in the Intracoastal Waterway and Atlantic waters surrounding Mar-a-Lago by the Coast Guard. In local news, almost two years after probably the worst night of his life, an Orlando police officer is finally getting some good news. The city's police pension board yesterday decided to grant Officer William Anderson full pension benefits starting next month. Anderson, if you remember, was hurt in July of 2015 when he was run over by a car while trying to stop a teenage suspect. 
A doctor ruled Anderson's injuries will never allow him to work as a police officer again, and his wife says his constant pain will probably prevent him from ever working any job. And as I recall, it was no accident. I mean, they, oh, they, no, they, they ran they, him over. These were bad actors. They yeah. just wanted to kill him. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. ran him over. Yeah, they disabled him, but yes. he survived, and now he's... He's 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 getting some compensation, well-deserved. I'm so glad to hear that. I am, too, because he had been planning to serve 20 years when these kind of pension benefits would have kicked in. Right. But uh, that's not the case. But they still decided to take care of one of their own, and that's important. God bless them. They did the right thing. Absolutely. Uh, if you're getting ready to go to work and or school and you're looking for quarters or your transponder, here's some good news. Tolls on several highways in Central Florida are scheduled to increase this summer, but the Expressway Authority is considering delaying the price hike until 2018. Instead of a 15% hike every five years, the Central Florida Expressway Authority, which met Thursday morning, will consider an annual 1.5% increase. The toll increase would affect motorists who drive the Orange County portions of State Roads 408, 528, the Beach Line, the East-West, 429, and 417. But the possibility of a minimal increase every year would not apply to cash customers, who wouldn't see an increase until 2019, but that's the trade-off. If you use an e-pass transponder, mm-hmm. you automatically get a discount that cash customers do not get. Absolutely right. We got into this yesterday big time, spent a lot of time talking about that vote, went the way we thought it would, and we'll have more on the update you've just provided later in our 7 o'clock hour, Deb. All right, and finally, Bud, uh, like I just mentioned, getting ready for work or school. Sorry, kids, a public school system is finding out fake news travels fast. And now they're trying to catch up. What happened? On a fake Twitter account yesterday, someone posted that Oviedo High School would be closed today because of threats of violence. Oh, jeez. Seminole County Public Schools quickly responded on its own real Twitter account that, no, that is not correct. School will be open today and no threats of violence have been reported. Mm-hmm. So you do not have the day off. Right. WFLA News Time 607. Listen to last night's edition of Beyond Reason Radio with Michael Yaffe, just in case you weren't up late enough to catch it. He's a rock star. Here he at is. 9 on the air till really 10 no o'clock. really no excuse not to listen live. But if you didn't, <laughs> the podcast is on the website. <laughs> I can tell he needs a little nap. <laughs> he also told me he's got another edition of the show coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. He's Do you giving really? up his Friday evening. Yeah, so. two hours tonight, he, 6 to 8. He does that a lot. He does that a lot. His his deal, as far as I'm aware of, is that whenever there's a slot that we need some programming, Righty. Michael yep. Yaffe is willing to step into the programmer's shoes and go on the air. He's amazing. He's Mr. Nice. All, day, all night, hardest working guy in broadcasting, totally in sleep optional mode, and he always looks yeah. fresh and ready to go. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. I take naps in the afternoon like an old man. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Good stuff, Mike. We've gotten to that age where we know naps are good. <laughs> but you can find it at 1025wflA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. The Friday edition from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Glad you're with us here. They're on News Radio 1025 FM on AM 540, also nationwide at iHeartRadio. We're getting into that cockamamie Ninth Circuit Court ruling here in a moment. You are going to hear from some key players, including President Trump on this. As I said to Deb, very clear, he is not backing down. That in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
So I predicted it. It was either going to be 3-0 or 2-1. It was 3-0 unanimously. The, you know, the, the left-leaning and often overturned Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals out of San Francisco has upheld that Seattle judge's lower court ruling, um, which is a restraining order, essentially, against President Trump's efforts to keep us safe from radical Islamic terrorists coming into this country from these unvettable countries in the Middle East, the infamous seven nations that were identified under the Obama regime, for goodness sakes. Um, But President Trump is not going to roll over and play dead for the courts or anybody else. He tweeted immediately, see you in court. The security of our nation is at stake. And then an NBC reporter was able to get this from the president in reaction to the uh, Ninth Circuit Court ruling against him. It's a political decision that we're going to see them in court, and I look forward to doing it. So you believe the judges made it? We have a situation where the security of our country is at stake, and it's a very, very serious situation. So we look forward, as I just said, to seeing them in court. All right, that's the president last night. Here is the heart of this particular ruling from the Ninth Circuit Court that I think ultimately is going to be overturned because I think the president is on the right side of the Constitution and standing law in this country. If you want to weigh in, 407-916-5400 and our uh, text line 23680, here's what the three-judge panel said after they had voted 3-0 against the president. We hold that the government has not shown a likelihood of success on the merits of its appeal, nor has it shown that failure to enter a stay would cause irreparable injury, and we therefore deny its emergency motion for a stay. They're essentially saying there's really no evidence that there's a credible threat of terrorism from these seven countries. More on that in a moment. The um, chief judicial analyst for uh, Fox News, the great Judge Andrew Napolitano, He had very strong words. He said this is an absolutely horrendous decision, just plain wrong. Here's more from the judge. This is an intellectually dishonest piece of work that the Ninth Circuit has produced tonight because it essentially consists of substituting the judgment of three judges for the President of the United States when the Constitution unambiguously gives this area of jurisdiction, foreign policy, exclusively to the president. Yeah, and here's what the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8 says. Gives Congress the power to regulate immigration. And way back in 1952, Congress passed a law empowering the president, whoever he is, to deny entry into this country of any class of aliens considered to be detrimental to the interest of the United States. In other words, terrorists from the Middle East. Now, the three-judge panel out there is denying the reality, seeing the world the way they want it to be, I guess, from the left side versus the way it is in the age of radical Islamic terrorism and saying that there's really no evidence that any alien from any of these countries named in the order has perpetrated a terrorist attack in the United States. What, are you kidding me? Give me a break. Let me take you back to the Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on immigration and the national interest last year, they released information showing that at least 60 people born in those seven countries had been convicted, not just arrested, but convicted of terror-related offenses in the United States since 9-11. And that didn't even include cases like Abdul Artan. Remember him? He's the refugee out of Somalia, one of the seven countries 
who hacked and slashed his way with a knife to the wounding of 11 people during a machete attack on the campus of Ohio State University last year. We cannot have three judges from a biased circuit court of appeals hamstringing the power of the President of the United States to keep the people of this country safe. It is an outrage. This is going to the Supreme Court, and I believe ultimately that Trump will win the day there. But the issue is, how long is that going to take? What an open invitation now for the terrorists to get in here and do their thing. And what if we have a major terrorist attack with loss of life here inside the United States from somebody out of one of those seven countries? God help us. And there will be blood all over the hands of these judges out west. Where are you on what's happened here? Way to go, Mr. President. When you say see you in court, he's not backing down. And he shouldn't. He can't or he's abdicating his responsibility as commander-in-chief. 407-916-5400. Any thoughts on all of this? To me, the most disturbing thing in this ruling is that it ties the president's hands as commander-in-chief and denies the reality of an absolutely legitimate and ongoing and extremely serious threat of radical Islamic terrorism. People coming in in refugee populations or just immigrating from these countries in the Middle East, you know, and hiding within the population of people who otherwise wouldn't harm anybody. What happens if we have a major terrorist attack from one of these places in the months ahead while all this works out in the Supreme Court? And they're denying that there's any credible threat or any evidence of it. I just told you about all of these people who have not only been arrested but convicted of terrorist activities, at least 60 of them, the Senate reports, since 9-11 out of those seven countries. Now, you need to listen to this. This is Bone chilling. Listen to this. The Ninth Circuit judges and those cheering their decision seem to think there's no threat from refugees coming from the seven Middle Eastern countries impacted by President Trump's executive order. Syria is on that list. Listen to what Syria's dictator Bashar Assad has just told Yahoo News chief investigative reporter Michael Isakoff. Are some of these refugees, in your view, yeah. Aligned with terrorists. Oh, definitely. And, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Within the population of 4.8 million Syrian refugees. He says he has no idea how many, but there is no question there are terrorists among that population. You think that's unique to Syria? Of course it is not. Joanne, you're joining me from Tavares, and good morning. You're on with a Budman in reaction to the Ninth Circuit ruling against the president and this country. Thank you for taking my call, um, and I agree with the threat. But I also think there's another um, problem. There's the rule of law that the um, judges won't uphold, not only for the president, but they're supposed to um, serve justice blindly and uphold the law. So if they usurp that power from the president, what does that say about usurping the power from the people? I agree 100%. I mean, the, the, the judiciary is out of control, particularly uh, out in the Ninth Circuit. Thank you for that. Listen, I mean, the Constitution, 
There's the power to regulate immigration to Congress, and Congress has made laws that have been upheld by the Supreme Court repeatedly that gives really blanket authority to the president to stop certain groups of people from coming in if there's a threat to the citizens of the United States of America. You know, they're talking about constitutional questions in the Ninth Circuit. There isn't any question where the authority resides, and it does not reside in three judges in the Ninth Circuit out on the left coast. Yaffe, what are your thoughts, and what's on that text line? Uh, Yeah, we have a bunch of people on the text line who agree with you, bud, as do I agree with you. Not only does this go beyond what you said in terms of ruling against Trump for all the reasons you said, but it sets a lot of other really bad precedents in terms of it gives illegal aliens the same constitutional rights as citizens. How does that make any sense? That's not what the Constitution says or is written about. They don't have those rights. You're absolutely right. I agree 100%. And not only that, but it goes into the intent of Trump. They assume intent of Trump's with the executive order instead of actually interpreting what the executive order actually says. So I talked a lot about this on my show last night on Beyond Reason. So, uh, yeah, that's what I think. You'll be talking about it more again at 6 o'clock tonight, and the text line is on fire with incoming on this. We won't be able to get to all of it, but we will continue um, uh, to get input from the best audience and talk radio throughout our show here because this topic is very definitely coming back. Okay? And as a matter of fact, um, if you're just checking in, we got a bottom-of-the-hour news update that you count on, 6.30 here with Deborah Roberts, my partner and co-host here on Good Morning Orlando. As we join you from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Uh, more on that Ninth Circuit ruling against reinstating the travel ban and uh, debating term limits for judges in Tallahassee. It's all ahead here and much, much more. And, oh, the Trump train really gets rolling in the next Half hour, so you're going to want to be on board. Stay with me. Good morning, Orlando at 629. Check in with Deborah Roberts right now. And, of course, the dominant story this morning is that Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling against the president on the issue of Middle Eastern immigration. Deb? Yes, you're right, but a federal appeals court will not lift the block on President Trump's travel ban. A three-judge panel of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled unanimously yesterday against lifting the temporary restraining order on the ban. One week ago, a federal judge in Washington state blocked the executive order banning people from seven Muslim-majority countries entering the U.S. The administration can appeal yesterday's ruling to the full Ninth Circuit and the U.S. Supreme Court. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Back in the Sunshine State, a committee in the Florida House of Representatives approves a constitutional amendment imposing term limits on Supreme Court and appeals court judges. Opponents claim legislative leaders are trying to punish the courts for ruling against them in some high-profile cases, but Representative Sean Harrison says it won't happen unless voters approve the amendment. What we're doing here today is not changing the rules. We're letting the people decide if this is what they want. At the end of the day, all we're doing with this vote is saying we trust the people of Florida to make this decision. If the amendment is approved by the legislature, it'll be on the ballot next November. An attorney believed to be on President Trump's shortlist for Solicitor General is pulling his name from consideration. Chuck Cooper issued a statement yesterday saying he's deeply honored, but asked newly confirmed Attorney General Jeff Sessions and Trump to discontinue any further consideration. The 64-year-old Cooper has argued cases before the U.S. Supreme Court and the National Law Journal rates him as one of the 10 best civil litigants 
investigators in Washington. The Solicitor General ranks second to the U.S. Attorney General and represents the government in cases before the Supreme Court. Former Central Florida Congresswoman Corinne Brown is preparing for her former chief of staff to testify against her in her federal corruption trial. That change came earlier this week when Ronnie Simmons changed his plea from not guilty to guilty in the federal corruption trial against Brown, who's accused of keeping a slush fund while in office. Brown told media after a hearing in Jacksonville federal court yesterday that she has a broken heart due to Simmons' defection from her legal strategy. He faces 30 years in prison. Brown goes to trial in April. Finally in sports, in a wild ending at the Amway Center last night, T.J. McConnell hit the go-ahead jumper with 5.9 seconds left as the Sixers beat the Magic, but just barely 112 to 111. Philadelphia had won a jump ball prior to McConnell's basket. Then Magic guard Evan Fournier turned the ball over as time expired. WFLA News Time 6:35. I'm Deborah Roberts, News Radio 102.5 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 102.5 WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. And fresh from uh, shoveling out the uh, Bloomberg newsroom up in New York City after all of that snow, here's Gina Cervetti joining us on what I think for you must be a really chilly, snowy Friday morning with a Bloomberg Business Report. How much snow did you get up there in midtown Manhattan? You know, I'm not sure of the exact numbers, bud, but there are definitely several inches on the ground, and it's very crunchy and yeah. hard this morning, kind of slippery out there because we're down to 18 Wonderful degrees this morning here in the wow. city, but uh, I did Woo. not have to do the shoveling, so okay, there's, good. there's I, that. I, I figured that. You must have enough seniority that some underlings got to oh, handle that. I right? don't think that's it. No, but, okay, whatever. Uh, they have you... professionals ah, on, on top I of see. that. Of course, I'd expect nothing less at Bloomberg. <laughs> Speaking of professionals, that's you, and uh, you define it. And so let's get into what happened yesterday. The stock market is really soaring. Take it away, if you will, Gina. Sure, we have the stock futures up this morning, looks like it might be headed for a higher Wall Street mm-hmm. open. And yesterday, the Dow, the S&P, the Nasdaq all reached new record highs after President Donald Trump promised a plan to overhaul business taxes in the next few weeks. And we saw energy shares on the rise as well as crude is up. The S&P yesterday gained 13 points, about six-tenths percent to 2308. The Dow is up 118 to 20,172. And the Nasdaq jumped 33 points and closed at 57.15. Yeah, a little bit later in this half hour, we're going to hear from the president um, saying he's about ready to roll out a major tax reform and uh, and tax cuts. And uh, as as you indicated, uh, uh, Wall Street reacted well to that yesterday. Got Disney back in the Bloomberg Business Report here for one of their overseas operations. What can you tell us on this, Gina? Disney plans to take full ownership of its ailing theme park in Paris to get that resort under control after 25 years of ups and downs at its first and only outlet in Europe. To make this happen, it'll acquire a stake from Saudi Prince Al-Walid bin Talal for $2.13 a share payable in Disney stock. That'll give Disney an almost 86% holding in the park, and then the company plans to offer the same price in cash for the rest of Euro Disney. The company has been hurt by European economies that have been sputtering. The park's finances were further hit then in 2015 from the terrorist attacks in Paris and also challenging business conditions, says Disney, that continued all through next year. Well, we'll see if we can get them straightened out. And, um, you know, it seems like every time you turn around, there's another line of automobiles that is being recalled for one reason or another. I've never quite seen these recalls come one after another like they are now. And Bloomberg takes note of that this morning, Gina. 
A series of blockbuster safety recalls by regulators and also a sluggish response by consumers, Bud, has swelled the number of cars with open repairs in the U.S. to a record 63 million, 63 million cars on the road that need repairs that haven't had them. Carfax says its annual survey shows the number of vehicles that have not had the required recalls performed is up 34 percent from a year ago. Safety officials in September proposed a rule change that would allow car makers to send the recall notices to us through email. They can't do that right now. They have to send them first-class mail through the post office at this stage. They think it might make it easier for us to see those if they were in our email inbox or maybe less likely to lose them somewhere in the house. <laughs> well, it's interesting. And finally, you know, I'm a big music lover, and a lot of folks listening are as well. And a lot of folks today really like listening to music on the Spotify app. And uh, you've got an item on Spotify this morning. What's going on? All right. If you're a fan of pop star Katy Perry, you may have received an email today letting you know that her new single, Chained to the Rhythm, is available for streaming. And if you went on to Facebook, you might have noticed another reminder about Perry. Spotify is running a months-long promotional campaign leading to the summer release of her fifth studio album as it works to improve its relationship with the music industry. It's giving her billboards in London and out in California. Spotify will include music from Prince's Warner Brothers catalog, by the way, on its streaming service starting Sunday. And as you may know, uh, this makes available the work of an artist who really jealously guarded his copyrights. Spotify worked directly with Warner Brothers on that deal. But the Katy Perry deal is they're giving her this promotional... Um, uh, campaign mm -hmm. because uh, the artists uh, have issues over the royalties with their music on Spotify and you may remember some of the big artists like Taylor Swift mm -hmm. uh, initially holding out having her music on there so this is an effort to mend fences. Spotify on the Bloomberg Business Report radar this morning all brought to us by Gina Cervetti and uh, bundle up out there what did you say <laughs> it was how, how cold in New York? Last time I checked, it was 18, bud. Whoo, man, oh, man. Well, uh, despite that, have a great weekend, and we'll catch you on Monday morning, okay? Take care, Thank Gina. Thank you. All right, you too. Good deal. All right, it is a new era of justice beginning now. Drug dealers and cartels, your day is over. That's the President of the United States talking, and the Trump train gets rolling on a couple of fronts here in a moment. Don't miss it. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. In our seven o'clock hour, we're going to have a Trump check. He's been president for three weeks as of today. I want to get an update from you and feedback from you on how you think he is doing. You happy with what you see? Is he as good a president as you thought? Is he better? Is he worse? And why? That's coming up in our seven o'clock hour. It's our second weekly Trump check. Now, if you checked on the president yesterday, you'd find him working, going from one thing to another at an absolutely furious pace that seems to take absolutely nothing out of him at all. He is indefatigable. It's amazing. And the opposition is just freaking out because this guy is coming at him relentlessly at the speed of light. So, Yesterday, they have the swearing-in ceremony for the newly confirmed Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Normally, that would be it, and there'd be nothing more to it. Not Trump. He coupled it to an announcement of three related executive orders that he signed right after Sessions was sworn in. 
or right before, all related to criminal justice and fighting crime. Signing three executive actions today designed to restore safety in America. These executive actions continue to deliver on my campaign promises. First, I'm directing Department of Justice and Homeland Security to undertake all necessary and lawful action to break the back of the criminal cartels that have spread across our nation and are destroying the blood of our youth and other people, many other people. Secondly, I'm directing Department of Justice to form a task force on reducing violent crime in America. And thirdly, I'm directing the Department of Justice to implement a plan to stop crime and crimes of violence against law enforcement officers. Finally, America's police know that the President of the United States has their back. Boy, the Sheriff's Association were all meeting with him this week, and they were just cheering this guy. It was really something we haven't seen in a long time. I think that's terrific. Now, yesterday, it's also interesting, the President was meeting with aviation executives at the White House, and he announced that he will soon roll out a major tax reform package, including including tax cuts. Lowering the overall tax burden on American business is big league. That's coming along very well. Uh, we're way ahead of schedule, I believe, and we're going to be announcing something, I would say, over the next uh, two or three weeks that will be phenomenal. Okay, there you go. There were those who said, well, this is all kind of slipping away, you know, and uh, we're not going to get into the tax cuts. I can tell you also, I was watching Cavuto yesterday at 4 on Fox. He had on the Republican House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady, who's got the purse strings, okay? And he said, yeah, we're going to have a tax cut package out. And he said, Yaffe, this is important, that the tax cuts will be paid for. Um, That's a key player making that commitment. I'd have to believe he's on the same wavelength with President Trump. I certainly hope so, because that's been a big concern that we were just going to blow up the deficit to cut the taxes, and we can't do that. we got to rein in spending, and we got to cut spending and pay for the tax cuts that way, or you're never going to get support from the Bud Man, and I would hope for many of you conservatives as well. But that was good news from uh, Kevin Brady. All right, in a moment, we have our Trump tracker. How's he doing on the promises he made during the campaign and keeping them now that he's actually president of the United States? An interesting report card and some polling on how people are reacting to all of these Trump executive orders. And you're welcome to weigh in as well, 407-916-5400. Hit that text line, it's never busy, 23680. When I put my news hat on for the headlines, I shouldn't be editorializing like that. But trust me, I don't know where you are in this whole thing with Obamacare or anything else. But Dr. Tom Price is quality, no question about that. Now, here we go. Setting the stage for the calls and the text messages I want to take from you, and I'd love to get a bunch of first-timers in here, because if you listen to me, you have to be talking about President Trump. Everybody's talking about President Trump, whether they love him or loathe him, and they're somewhere in the middle. And you have to have a sense three weeks in as to whether or not this is the president you thought he would be, whether or not you think he's up to the job, whether or not you think he is better than you expected, whether or not you think he's a total train wreck or something in between. You know you have an opinion. So please be ready. And if you want to get in early, first up, first on the 50,000-watt front porch on our Trump check, I want you to grade the president. Give an A, B, C, D, or an F, or a zero. 
You tell me. 407-916-5400 or get on that text line right now and uh, and, and and we'll check it in the 7 o'clock hour on our Trump check, 23680. Very interesting in all these executive orders. The media is screaming about them, you know, and the left is going apoplectic, Yaffe. Politico and Morning Consult's done a poll across the country on this, and Trump's travel ban is the most popular of a bunch of pretty popular executive orders that have come down from the new president. On the uh, travel ban, 55% approve of it, only 38% disapprove. Very interesting. 82% of Republicans back what the president's trying to do and the courts are trying to short-circuit. 54% of independents are with him on this. They understand the terrorist threat from that part of the world. 65% of the Democrats, of course, are opposed to it, okay? Denying reality. Um, so we have start to building the wall, 48 approve, 42 disapprove. Um, proving the Keystone Pipeline, 48 for it, 38, 7% against it. Ending funding to sanctuary cities in the poll, 55% approved that. They like that, 33% against it. Um, scaling back Obamacare, 49, 41, 4. Um, pausing on issuing new regulations, 54% like it, 33% don't. Withdrawing from the Trans-Pacific Partnership on Trade, 47% approving, 33% disapproving. And it's interesting, there was an online study of the promises that the president made to the American people. If you elect me, here is what I will do. And it's amazing when you look at the scorecard here. They credit him with eight promises kept, seven in progress, no promises broken, no promises compromised. Some of the ones kept clear the way for energy infrastructure projects like Keystone Pipeline, announced the U.S. withdrawal from TPP, Establish a five-year ban on White House and congressional officials becoming lobbyists. Actually, that's an in-progress there. Nominate Supreme Court Justice Conservative to replace Antonin Scalia. Uh, suspend immigration from terror-prone regions where vetting cannot safely occur. Well, he's doing what he needs to do. He's just got a problem with the court system right now that I believe he will ultimately overcome. So how about that, Yaffe? Pretty good scorecard and pretty good polling on all these executive orders, particularly this... Uh, this one that is all tied up in the courts right now. Yeah, I'm not too surprised. It's not really the executive orders, I think, that makes him unpopular. It's that he can't keep his mouth shut. I mean, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> that's what people focus on that people don't like. Or he can't keep his fingers off the, uh, you know, yeah, off the yeah. tweeter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, with his actual accomplishment, he's doing fine. Well, okay. So I want you to tell me. On our weekly Trump check, he's been president for three weeks today. It sounds like it, it feels almost sometimes like it's been three months or three years. It's been amazing everything that has happened. And you have to have an opinion. So let's sample the opinion and take our own poll here with the best audience in talk radio. Okay? And you tell me, grade the president for his first three weeks and defend the grade you are giving him. 407-916-5400. Deborah Roberts updating the news here at the top of the hour. More on that Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling against the president on the uh, travel ban from those troubled countries in the Middle East and uh, trying to fix Stand Your Ground. It's all ahead here. As we join you from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. And, of course, we're on AM and FM here, WFLA, and nationwide on iHeartRadio. And good Friday morning from us all at 659. 
Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. You're just in time for an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning an appeals court rules against reinstating the travel ban, and state lawmakers are trying to fix Stand Your Ground. We'll have the details in one minute. It's our weekly Trump check. He's been president for three weeks as of today. You tell me, how's he doing next on Good Morning Orlando? Good Friday morning. It's 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. President Trump's travel ban remains on hold. A federal appeals court in San Francisco questions the Trump administration's motives for keeping people out of the United States who are from seven predominantly Muslim countries. Yesterday, the court refused to instate the ban, reinstate the ban, rather. Trump then tweeted, quote, see you in court. The Justice Department says it's reviewing the decision and considering its options. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Turkey's president has approved a bill that would enhance his own power. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's action paves the way for a national referendum on constitutional reforms that envision granting the office of the presidency the power to appoint government ministers and senior officials, dissolve parliament, and declare states of emergency, among other things. Back here in Florida, the Rules Committee in the Florida Senate approves a bill making it easier to avoid criminal charges if you shoot someone and claim it was self-defense. The gun lobby says this will fix the stand-your-ground law, but Kate Kyle with a group called Moms Demand Action says that law is deadly and dangerous. This stand-your-ground law creates a culture of shoot first and ask questions later. This law was associated with a 32% increase in firearm homicides. The bill revising the Stand Your Ground law is now ready for a floor vote in the Senate when the legislative session begins next month. The Senate passed a similar bill last year, but it wasn't considered by the House. This time around, Jacksonville's Marissa Alexander testified for the bill. She attracted national attention after she was sentenced in 2012 to 20 years in prison for firing a gun near her estranged husband. She argued she had fired a warning shot and unsuccessfully tried to use Florida's Stand Your Ground law as part of her defense. Alexander's conviction was thrown out on appeal and she reached a plea deal in 2014. He once claimed he never made a mistake, but there could be more than 1,000 examples that prove otherwise. The Orange Osceola Public Defender's Office is in the process of reviewing almost 1,700 cases that a fingerprint analyst might have made mistakes on. Marco Palacio worked in the Orange County Sheriff's Office for 18 years before his mistakes were discovered, and he was banned from testifying as an expert. Palacio even once testified that he had never made a mistake in his work. And finally, an Orlando police officer who arrested a man after mistaking donut glaze for meth has been disciplined. Corporal Shelby Riggs Hopkins was given a written reprimand for making an improper arrest. An internal affairs report released Thursday by the Orlando Police Department found no evidence she acted in bad faith. The report says the department never trained its officers to use the department-issued roadside drug tests. Daniel Rushing was arrested in December 2015 when Riggs Hopkins spotted flakes of glaze on his floorboard and thought they were pieces of crystal methamphetamine. Rushing told officers, nah, it was probably sugar from the Krispy Kreme donuts he'd eaten, but roadside drug tests were positive for the illegal substance. A state crime lab test cleared Rushing several weeks later, and charges were eventually dropped. WFLA News Time 707. Read about a woman ending her 22-year marriage over her husband's Trump support. 
online now at 1025wfla.com. Setting the table for, I know, your big discussion coming up uh, the next hour. But... Well, yeah, Deb, but, it, but you know what? We had a whole piece, we did a whole segment on this a couple of days ago on all these race relationships that are being fractured and ended over the results of the election. And yeah. there's there's Exhibit A right there. Yeah, exactly. And wow. several other in the workplace as well. But uh, read this story at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Thanks, Deb. It's uh, the Bud Man and the Deb Meister, along with Yaffe and Anthony screening calls this morning. That's the A-team in place for you here from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Of course, we come to you on WFLA News Radio 1025 FM. We're still on AM 540 all across the peninsula and on it nationwide for you on iHeartRadio. Um, later on, more on this uh, court ruling from the Ninth Circuit and where all of this is headed but I want to spend a little bit of time taking your temperature on the first three weeks of the Trump presidency. There has never been anything like this at the start of an administration. I want you to grade the president for his first three weeks. Tell me why you feel as you do. Whether you love him, loathe him, or you're somewhere in the middle, let's talk. 407-916-5400 or weigh in on the text line at 23680. We'll get to that, and we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, of course, here in just two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. One thing about President Trump, you can't say he's a slacker, you can't say he's lazy, and he's laying down on the job, for goodness sakes. I mean, I've never seen a guy work this hard and be this ubiquitous. He is everywhere, doing everything, and keeping one promise from the campaign after another at a rate we have never seen. It's hard to imagine that he was inaugurated only three weeks ago today. I would give President Trump an A-. minus. I like so much of what he is doing and so many of the promises he is keeping so quickly. The minus is I don't like personal attacks. They're unnecessary. I think they diminish his stature as president, and they just run counter to my own personality. A minus, Mr. President. Yaffe, what grade do you give him? I would say I'd have to give him a B minus, mostly for the same things you said. Um, but he, some of his comments to me are just really bad, and they mean a lot when it comes from the President of the United States. When he talked about uh, comparing us to Russia, and he talked about other things like that, when he has said things on Twitter that are just not true, to me, when it comes from the President, that's a pretty big deal. But then when you actually look at what he's doing, what he's accomplishing, like his executive orders, I really don't have a problem with them. So that's why I would give him a B minus. How about quickly, Anthony, your grade for the president three weeks in? Um, I'd give him an average C. And um, the reason for that being um, I like to grade him the same way I'd grade Obama. And um, I would just think uh, what I would think of Obama saying the things, tweeting the things, doing the things Donald Trump is doing. I have to be consistent. Let's go to the phones right now. Joe from Titusville. Uh, what grade do you give the new president of the United States three weeks in? Well, I sort of have two grades. I split it up. The grade for what he's been doing is probably a B minus. For the actual rollout of these policies, I'd give him probably a D plus, maybe a C minus. And the reason for that is he keeps stepping on his own message. Like, today we should be talking about 
the deal he had with China, uh, you know, one one China policy, or maybe Japan, you know, possibly creating 750,000 jobs, or, you know, the two guys they just had confirmed. Instead, we're, you know, they're talking about Conway standing in front of a podium talking about, you know, Ivanka's uh, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I understand. You know, and, yeah, your, your point on that is well taken. Your point on that is well taken. He does step on the message. The fact of the matter is that we're talking about the Ninth Circuit uh, ruling here. That's not the president's fault, that's for sure, but the whole Kelly thing, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. All right, so let's go to Leon in Orlando grading the president three weeks in. Hello, Leon. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, going good. I, I give him an A-plus because he, no, other, no other Republican president in this kind of climate could have won. And then people are so um, disturbed about the Ninth Circuit. That's how gay marriage got passed, is because the courts just stepped in against people's votes. And, um, and so to have a president now that's fighting back on all fronts, and sometimes you've got to be brash, I think he's A-plus, big time. All right, good deal. we got other uh, folks who want to weigh in and grade the president's performance right now. I want first-time callers here, too. I'm not going to argue with you. It's your own opinion. Everybody's got to have an opinion on President Trump, for goodness sakes. You wouldn't be listening to this show if you didn't. So let me hear from some folks I never hear from, as well as the regulars. 407-916-5400. And hit that text line at 23680. Yaffe says, heavy incoming there, and we will check it in just a moment. Donald Trump has been president for three weeks. There's never been a first three weeks like it for any president in my lifetime. Certainly, maybe never. I want you to grade the president and tell me how he is doing Yaffe, the text line is uh, is busy. Yes, it is. And I'm getting some mixed responses here. A lot of people do like what Trump has done so far. One person says Trump has done more in three weeks than Obama did in eight years. One person just says Trump A+. plus, But another person says total train wreck, the whole group. So that got a Trump hater there. That sounds like that would be an F. Maybe, yeah, a, maybe I think, a zero. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but another person says A plus 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 plus. Whoa. He is even more awesome than I thought. I was on the Trump train as soon as I saw him riding down the escalator and never got off. That was June of 2015. Yeah. yeah how about that? On the phone lines now, Dan from Deland. How do you grade the Trump presidency three weeks in? I give Donald Trump a triple A plus. Wow. I voted for him because he's had a set of balls, and I think he's using them, and I hope he'll still keep using them throughout his four-year term and even his next four-year term. All right, Dan. Thank you. Here's Betty from uh, Tavares this morning. How are you, Betty? Good morning, bud. I'm also going to give Trump a triple-A plus. And And why is that? Because he is fulfilling his promises. He's going right down the line of everything he said he wanted to do. Yeah, you know and what? I I don't know if you're with so us last unusual. hour. I'm so upset. It is unusual. I mean, I, was, I gave you that online survey here with the Trump tracker. You know, eight promises kept already, seven in progress, no promises broken, no promises compromised. That That's yeah. an unprecedented and record. Of goes through a few more of Obama's executive orders, that one about anybody can use a restroom. If a man walks in a restroom and I'm in there, I'm going to tell him to pull his pants down and prove it. <laughs> ah, jeez, Betty. All right. They get a little bit racy here, Yaffe, on these phone calls here. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go to Mike. Good morning, Mike, 
Grade the president. How are you? Good morning, bud, man. Hey, thanks. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an A. And, you know, I'm, of course, I, I consider myself a reformed Republican. Of course, I voted for, uh, mistakenly voted for hope and change back in 08, but I learned my lesson after four years in and uh, got out of that voting. But then when I heard that Mr. Trump had uh, thrown the hat in, and, of course, I read his book, Art of the Deal, many years ago when uh-huh. it first came out. And if people would just read that, they would understand what a workaholic he is and, and how and why he accomplishes things the way he does. And uh, this is only the beginning. I mean, you know, for, for some politician and a non-politician to make the promises he's made and kept them and working, even though he's getting pushed back, obviously, yeah. uh, from the left, he's still going to accomplish many great things. People just need to give him the chance to do that. He's not a, a practice politician, which is a good thing, because he's strictly a successful businessman. He knows how to make deals and how to get stuff done, and he does it in a, in a, in a great way, in a quick way. And that's t- what we need right now. We yeah. definitely need that. I get it. Good stuff. Thanks, Mike. And uh, Scott's in Apopka rating the president three weeks in. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, bud. I'd grade him at a, at a 90 because Trump still needs to control his mouth. Um, he sometimes he says things without thinking, and then the media just twists his words around and this and that. And with all these protesters, if they really knew the fact about uh, putting this ban on people coming into the country, we got a lot of foreign students that come in that are terrorists and this and that. Oh yeah. And the protesters really don't know what the Secret Service and FBI knows. I understand where you're going, Scott, but you're taking me on the focus of this segment here, and time is precious, so I'm going to leave you where you are. There, you're kind of giving him the same grade that I was giving um, uh, the president. It's an A, but it's a minus, you know, for some of the things that he doesn't need to say that that, that just causes all kinds of, you know, all kinds of noise and all kinds of media coverage. The media is invested in destroying him by and large, and it really does um, cloud out or crowd out his message, I think. Oh, here is a teacher giving a grade to the President of the United States. Steve, you're in Longwood. Quickly, please. Go ahead. And A, because, but not only like you're saying, he's doing things that he said he would do, which is highly unusual, but listen to what the people are saying after they meet with him. The business people, the airline people, law enforcement people, he listens to us. Yeah. We've never had anybody do this again. Yeah, he says some things there, you question, but that's part of what got him where he is. Okay. That's part of why the reason people can't take him down. So you wouldn't give him any time out, you know, for some of the things he says or send him down to the principal's office or anything, right? You'd work with him. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> but he's, right. gonna re- he's renegotiating deals that are horrible for the country. Yeah. I think he's doing great. I think he is as well. Thank you very much, and uh, hope you have a great day teaching the kids. You're doing some super important work, Steve, and we thank you for that. Tell you, we got an avalanche of calls and text messages on our Trump check, and uh, folks are grading the new president three weeks in. Deb. Yes, including Darlene from Orlando, who is giving him a gold star. Good morning, Darlene. Hi, I certainly am. Um, and I really, though people complain on the other side about the tweets, I absolutely love them. Um, he he says what we're thinking. It doesn't mean that we don't change day by day and adjust our thoughts and come up with new ideas, but I just absolutely love him. I love him more every day that he's in office. All right. Thank you, Darlene. we got another call on line one if you want to take it, Dave. Yeah, Chris from Orlando uh, also gives uh, President Trump a gold star. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. So what's your what's your grade you'd give President Trump after three weeks in office? I give him an A++. I wish, the only thing that I wish is that Every, all the laws that he's putting in, I, you know, that he's signing in, you know, like the ban on all the travel, I wish I would just let him let everything happen like it's supposed to. 
they keep, you know, knocking it down. And I have a friend that works, you know, at the, uh, you know, uh, I guess the welfare office, whatever you want to call that, you know. And she's telling me that we have so many immigrants coming in and filing for assistance. So we're supporting all those people that are coming in. So if they would just stop and let him do what he's going to do. All right. That would help our economy. Thanks for weighing in. Gets an A plus, and uh, we're going to do Trump checks. I think every week here. Um, and uh, in the meantime, of course, um, the president and the courts are continuing to fight over the immigration issue relating to these countries in the Middle East. And that's exactly the president's response was, see you in court. That's what President Trump tweeted after a federal a federal appeals court on Thursday refused to reinstate his travel ban that kept people from seven predominantly Muslim nations out of the United States. The federal appeals court in San Francisco said the argument that the ban targets Muslims raised serious allegations and presented significant constitution questions. I have to believe that means we'll see you in the Supreme Court. Yeah, I know the uh, Justice Department, my early report, had said they're right now mulling their options. Yeah, we're going to talk more about this at 8 o'clock. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. For anyone who loves chocolate, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Your dream job has arrived. The owner of Cadbury and Oreo is looking to hire a professional chocolate taster. Oh. Now, I've never put this on my resume, but uh, I am a preeminent chocolate taster. Yeah? Yes, I am. You, you, you've got the good subtle taste buds. You can determine good chocolate from not so good chocolate, it chocolate from re- milk chocolate. Yeah, it requires a lot of study. A lot of chocolate. Years of research. Years and years of research. <laughs> uh, and a dryer that won't shrink your clothes after <laughs> testing all that chocolate. I don't know what's going on with my dryer these days. Seriously. I could so see you there. You're like, you know what? I need to try another one. Exactly. I need a second taste on this. Exactly. And then I need another piece of chocolate to cleanse the palate to yes, prepare it for exactly. the next piece of chocolate. See, there, there's a method to my madness. But there are a few catches that come with the job, though. Like, it's only part-time. Seven and a half hours a week, and you have to move to England. Still, you can show up on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday between 12.15 and 2.45 p.m. Mondelez International says they'd like to talk to you. They're looking for a chocolate taster. They are. Part of their responsibilities include being able to taste chocolate and cocoa beverages and give what's described as objective and honest feedback. This is the dream job. You are right on that one. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be back at 830 with some more fun tips. Fantastic. By the way, I mean, you had a show on last night. You've got a show on this weekend. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Animal House. Right here at News Radio 1025 WFLA every Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. We take your phone calls, answer your questions, have some fun along the way. I've got a story coming up uh, later this morning about some really cool dogs yeah. uh, saving a, or catching a purse snatcher, rather. It's really a terrific show, and, and you get experts on here, and you take calls from fellow pet lovers because you're certainly one and a huge dog lover as well. And people get great, great um, advice. Animal House is a great concept you came up with here. And um, once you, again, if folks want to listen to it. It's 3 p.m. right here. Same station. You keep it on all the time. Sunday afternoon, right after Dr. Kronhaus. That's his right, show. Dr. Yep. K in the house call. You guys are back-to-back. You talk about a doubleheader. Yeah, exactly. Boy, that's pretty terrific. Have a great uh, Animal House, and uh, we'll catch you with more news a little later in the show here, Deb. You got it, bud. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
Yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about the Expressway Authority ready for a Thursday vote on this proposed 15% toll hike on the most heavily tolled road system in America, ours. Well, they voted. We have the results, and I've got a few things to say in a moment, so stay tuned. We are coming to you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com or on WFLA News Radio 1025 FM, still on AM 540 and nationwide on iHeartRadio. So we'll get to that and we'll have an update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic, as always, here in just two minutes. So stick around if you can here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. President Trump is fulfilling promises one after another on a grand scale. On a much smaller scale, I try to keep promises to our audience. When we talk about something and something is coming up, a decision is about to be made, and then it's made, it makes me crazy when I listen to a talk show and they never revisit the story for exactly what happened. And I hate doing that, and I try not to do it, okay? You know, you, you know the old expression, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away? Well, in the wake of yesterday's talk segment in our 7 o'clock hour about the Expressway Authority preparing during the day yesterday to vote on a proposed 15% toll hike on our local toll roads, 408, 417, 429, all the others, okay? Well, they did vote after we were off the air yesterday, and as I predicted They actually voted, and I can't remember the last time this happened, against the toll hike. They voted to roll back what would have been a 15% toll road increase effective in July that had been on the books for some time. They're awash in cash, and they actually have a conscience over at the Expressway Authority to one degree or another, which I don't think they used to have. And so they voted against it saying it was just too much to ask of drivers on the toll road system. But you know the old expression, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away? Well, the expressway authorities kind of like that. They giveth and they taketh away. So we're not going to have a 15% hike all at one time in July, but they did approve a 1.5% annual toll increase starting next year year okay so there you go i mean but the fact of the matter is yesterday last year the records show that they um saw their toll revenue go up 11 percent. what else has gone up 11 percent in one year they're awash in cash and what they should have done was say until further notice and conditions change we're suspending all planned toll hikes okay so we kind of got half a loaf here We dodged the bullet on the 15% hike. We wanted to update you on that because it's a big story we talked about yesterday that impacts an awful lot of you who are going ka-ching, 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 you know, every day, a couple of times a day, spending hundreds of dollars a month in many cases on our toll road system. So that's exactly what happened with the Expressway Authority. So we're trying to keep our promise here to give you follow-up when follow-up is required. And uh, that's it. So, um, in a moment, the Rush Morning Update. Also, we're going to tell you how to get in on Free Movie Friday. And then we're going back to this Ninth Circuit ruling against the President of the United States on national security and immigration from the Middle East. Lots to say on that, so be with us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. 
7.56 now on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Hey, it is free movie Friday, and all day, every Friday, we are sending you to the movies thanks to our good friends at Adam Tickets. Download the free Adam Tickets app now to receive $5 off your first movie with a promo code gift and visit 1025wfla.com, keyword Adam, for your chance to win free tickets to see the movie of your choice. You can't beat that. The Adam Ticket app is where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, pre-order concessions, and skip the lines. you got to love it. Visit atomtickets.com for hassle-free movies. Even invite a whole group of friends without footing the bill, all from your phone. That's adamtickets.com. It's free movie Friday on the 50,000-watt front porch. And tonight, it's primetime Yaffe. You've got your show on this evening as you had it on last night, Mike. Yes, sir. And tonight it's actually on a little bit earlier, 6 to 8 p.m. So a lot of you will be driving home at that time and probably stuck in traffic, probably want to hear a voice of reason at that time. And I will provide that service for you. I will be the voice of reason. The show is beyond reason tonight with Yaffe. Mm -hmm. He'll be taking your calls and your text messages and he'll be talking about whatever is red hot, local, national, you name it. Right. And I think I have to talk about these boycotts. Because they're just getting ridiculous. All these boycotting things that are even somewhat related to Trump or anything. It's yeah. just getting crazy. It is crazy. It's just nuts. We're getting into that Ninth Circuit ruling, which is just insane. Um, it flies, flies in the face of the Constitution and standing law and compromises the national security of this country. Um, we're going to get into it here as we did at 6 o'clock. And I got some things that I believe you have not heard before. So stay tuned on that. And we'll be talking about it together right after Deb updates us on the news. The Bud Man and the Deb Meister and Yaffe and Anthony with you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're on uh, News Radio 1025 FM, still on AM 540 and nationwide on iHeartRadio. Download that iHeartRadio app. You're going to love it. Speaking of the news update with Deb, she's going to be talking more about that Ninth Circuit ruling against reinstating the travel ban that uh, Donald Trump wanted to keep the nation secure for Middle East terrorism. And the Florida Senate pushing back on economic incentives. Good morning, Orlando. It's 7.59 now. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning. Delighted to have oh. you with us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. It needed to be Friday, didn't it? It did. Say it again. And it is Friday morning on Woo. the 50,000-watt front porch. Woo. We're about to update you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. If we can get Deb under control. <laughs> I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts at our top stories this morning. An appeals court rules against reinstating the travel ban and the Florida Senate. It pushes back on economic incentives. We'll have the details in one minute. We're all over that court ruling. I've got lots to say, and I'll bet you do as well. It's all next here on Good Morning Orlando. Good Friday morning. It's 8.02 on News Radio 102.5. President Trump is blasting a federal appeals court's decision to uphold a suspension of his controversial travel ban. Trump took to Twitter to say, quote, See you in court. The security of our nation is at stake. All caps, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. He really means it. The president may now appeal the ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court. Speaking briefly to reporters at the White House, Trump called it a political decision that his administration will fight and win in court. And he said the ruling doesn't undercut the early days of his administration. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. More people than ever are giving up their U.S. citizenship. 
The Treasury Department reports more than 5,000 people renounced their citizenship last year. Now, the numbers come from the IRS, implying that a rising trend of renouncing citizenship is tied to tax policy. The U.S. taxes people based on nationality, not residency, so Americans living abroad can face double taxation. The more than 5,400 people who gave up U.S. citizenship last year is 26% more, though, than the nearly 4,300 who renounced their citizenship in 2015. President Trump is expected to return to Mar-a-Lago for a second consecutive weekend. The president will host Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in Washington today and is expected to host him at Mar-a-Lago over the weekend as well. The FAA is once again implementing tight flight restrictions for Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast airports this weekend. And the U.S. Coast Guard is expected to heavily patrol boating traffic again this weekend along the Intracoastal Waterway and Atlantic water surrounding the Palm Beach estate. Meanwhile, ahead of President Trump's second consecutive trip to South Florida as president, a poll released by a Florida university shows most Floridians think he's doing a bad job. A poll by Florida Atlantic University shows 66 percent or two-thirds of all Florida voters disapprove of Donald Trump's job performance as president. Thirty-four percent of respondents to the FAU poll approve of Trump's job performance. Along party lines, 73 percent of Florida Republicans approve of Trump, while 92 percent of Florida Democrats disapprove of his work. Sixty-eight percent of respondents who identified as independent or no party affiliation voiced disapproval for the president as well. Well, we had our own informal and admittedly unscientific poll of the best audience in talk radio at 7 o'clock. And uh, the president fared pretty well. It was very interesting when we did our weekly Trump check, Deb. That's why they say uh, hope springs eternal. There you go. The people who run the Florida House of Representatives want to abolish the state's economic incentive programs. They call it corporate welfare. But Senate leaders are pushing back. Members of the Senate Appropriations Committee are defending Enterprise Florida and Visit Florida. And they provided a friendly forum for people like Kelly uh, Smallbridge, who recruits businesses for Palm Beach County. It doesn't matter whether you like incentives or not. It's the nature of the game. It's what's absolutely critical to be at that table and to be shortlisted. The Senate heard from several business leaders who weren't permitted to speak the previous day when a House committee voted to kill the incentive programs. And finally, depending on where you are and if the weather cooperates, and it should here in central Florida, you may be able to catch a double space show in the sky this weekend. It all kicks off tonight with a partial lunar eclipse. Then a comet is set to zoom past Earth early Saturday. Wow. It's expected to pass within 7.7 million miles of Earth. So we don't need to duck or anything. No, not yet. <laughs> but that in space terms is actually pretty close. It is pretty close. And um, even though it's going to appear to be stationary in the sky, keep in mind it's really going to be moving 14.2 miles per second. Wow. Yeah. But, and it's, but it's far enough out there that we can't actually see the motion, but it kind of hangs there. It just hangs there. It looks That's like cool. it's just you know stationary, yeah. but it's hurtling at 14.2 miles per second. You'll see the hurtling ball of ice glowing green in the early morning sky, and they say a pair of binoculars or a small telescope should be adequate enough to be able to see the celestial events. Very cool, Deb. WFLA Newstime 807. Speaking of very cool, he was on last night. He's going to be on again tonight. If you haven't given it a try, you can do so right now. You can listen to last night's edition of Beyond Reason Radio with Mike Yaffe online now at 1025wfla.com. Wait, I wonder if I should ask him, you know, being that he's such a big star now, if he prefers Mike or Michael Yaffe.
you're just yaffy. You're so big that you're one name. You know, it's like saying, you know, Michael and, and it's Jackson or Jordan, you know? Madonna. As long as it's not Mikey, I'm okay. <laughs> and if people would, Mikey. you know, stop thinking his last name is Yappy. It's Yappy, yeah. as in Laffy Taffy. Yeah, yeah once I'd, people I'd, get that right, I'm, I'll know I've made it. Exactly, exactly. People stop me in a store all the time. Say, you know what? I really like that Yappy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, too. What are you on tonight, Mike? I'm on 6 p.m. All right. Well, before 6 p.m. tonight, you can listen to what uh, you can listen to him right on our website at 1025wfla.com yep. right there prominently on the homepage. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Here from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com and check us out nationwide on iHeartRadio. All right. This was our hot topic right off the top at 6 o'clock. It is possible two or three of you have not been with us since the get-go this morning. All right? I don't consider that to be an excused absence, but I'm going to help you out here, and we're going to revisit all we had for you on this horrendous Ninth Circuit court ruling against the president on the immigration executive order. Okay? Some things you may not have heard, and we'll talk about this Together. That in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you coming up here in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I told you I thought it would be 3 0 or 2 1. That's the Ninth Circuit. You know, and, and they're out of the mainstream to the left and they're frequently overturned. This thing is headed for the Supreme Court, and I think you don't have to read too closely between the lines to gather that from the immediate all caps tweet from the president in the wake of this ruling. See you in court. The security of our nation is at stake. And um, a few minutes later, this from the president in reaction at the White House. It's a political decision that we're going to see them in court, and I look forward to doing it. So you believe the judges made it? We have a situation where the security of our country is at stake. And it's a very, very serious situation. So we look forward, as I just said, to seeing them in court. And um, the chief judicial analyst at Fox News, the great judge Andrew Napolitano, weighed in calling the Ninth Circuit ruling what it absolutely is, in my mind, profoundly wrong. This is a, an intellectually dishonest piece of work that the Ninth Circuit has produced tonight because it essentially consists of substituting the judgment of three judges for the President of the United States when the Constitution unambiguously pro- uh, 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 gives this area of jurisdiction, foreign policy, exclusively to the president. Judge, I'm glad you brought up the Constitution. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution gives Congress the power to regulate immigration. But in 1952, Congress passed a law that empowers the president, whoever the president may be, to deny entry into the United States to, quote, any class of aliens, end quote, considered to be, quote, detrimental to the interests of the United States, end quote. In other words... Any group of people that pose a threat to the country and the people within it and the interests of national security, like radical Islamic terrorists hidden within the population of immigrants and refugees from these countries in the Middle East. That's what the Constitution says. That's what the law says. And the Supreme Court has repeatedly affirmed that the president has almost unlimited power to regulate who gets into this country 
and who does not. And the Ninth Circuit was all tied up in, well, you know, this is just not fair what this is doing to university students out in Seattle, you know, and this got appealed to us, and and, and it's just not right. There's no real credible threat here from, you know, terrorism in that part of the world. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? These people are just making me crazy. The idea that the security of the United States is compromised that the commander-in-chief cannot carry out his role to protect and defend the people he serves as president because of three judges in San Francisco, it's outrageous, it's frightening, and it is dangerous. Last year, the Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration of the National Interest released information showing that at least 60 people born in those seven countries had been not just arrested but convicted of terror-related offenses in the United States since 9-11. Didn't even include that Somali refugee up in the campus of Ohio State who stabbed 11 people in a, in a, in a crazed machete attack in the name of Allah. I mean, come on. This is unbelievable what's going on here. Is there actually, is there actually a component of terrorism within the population of refugees trying to get out of countries like Syria? Listen to Syrian dictator Assad, who was asked that question by Yahoo News. Here we go. Are some of these refugees, in your view, aligned with terrorists? Oh, definitely. Definitely. uh, Yeah, definitely. Wow. That's Assad. The president is on the right here, on the right side of this. He's on the right side of the Constitution, on the right side of law. Okay? This is going to get appealed to the United States Supreme Court. It's 4-4 now. There are those who believe that this is so clear that even with the current deadlock in the court without Scalia and Gorsuch not yet confirmed, that you could peel away an Elena Kagan on this thing from the left and win the day for the president. I think they ought to go for it. And I think ultimately the president is going to be vindicated and this ban will stand. And national security, the Constitution, and settled American law. It's all on the president's side. The Ninth Circuit notwithstanding. What's your reaction to it all? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Phones are on fire. Phones and text lines exploding on the Ninth Circuit Court ruling and my analysis of it. Um, and we're actually going to make more time for it than we had planned. So those of you who don't get on in this segment, I will be taking your calls and we'll be checking that text line as well in our next segment. And we'll play the sound judgment game a little bit later in our final half hour. Um, let's get a little legal expertise right now. I have an attorney on the line, Charles from Longwood, in reaction to the Ninth Circuit Court ruling against the president. Good morning, Charles. Good morning, bud. How are you? I'm fine, sir. And how are you? I'm good. For this, this decision, there's only one question, and that's the problem with this liberal court. The only question is, does he have the power to do it? It's not a question of, is it a Muslim thing? Is it appropriate? Is it going to inconvenience people? There's only one question legally, and that is, does the president have the power to do this? 
And the answer is, of course he does. The last five presidents have already done it. No one said a thing. Yep. They cannot supplement their opinion as to whether it's wise to do it. The only question is, can he do it? The answer is yes. Yeah. Do you think there were just? Do you think there was a personal um, animosity toward the president for you know how, for what he had been saying about uh, the Seattle judge, the so-called judge, et cetera? Do you think they actually got even with him, or do you think they actually believed the way they ruled? I think they believe the way they rule, but the problem is they have no right to do that. If you listen to the questioning of the judges to the legal counsel for the United States uh, and, and the people who brought the lawsuit, if you listen to the questions, they were asking questions like, is this going to cause irreparable harm? They, they can't do that. It has nothing to do with what the consequences are. It has to do with whether he has the power to do it. A legal mind. Our lawyer, Charles from Longwood, and thank you for your perspective. I really appreciate it. I had Joseph on the line who didn't think the Supreme Court was going to help the president, but I think ultimately I believe the Supreme Court will see it the president's way for reasons Charles cited and, of course, Yaffe for what the Constitution says and what law says as to where the power lies in terms of regulating who gets into this country and who doesn't. And it lies within the executive branch, and it lies within the office of the president. Well, exactly right. Historically, presidents have been given broad power on this. And in terms of all they had to do is prove that there could be a detriment of letting these people in. Well, to me, that's pretty easy to prove, especially since... You know, you have to, all you have to do is look at Europe and see refugees that have gone in there from these countries have created problems. Yeah, absolutely right. And I already I already cited what the Senate um, uh, committee has revealed, that since 9-11, we've had 60 people from these seven countries convicted of terrorist activities within America. Yeah, and then we had uh, the one Somali refugee on, an, on a campus here who tried to commit a really bad terrorist attack. Up in Ohio State. Check that text line, if you will. I know you're swamped in there. A lot of incoming. Yeah, one person actually brings up a pretty good point. He says, what's to prevent this uh, president from changing a few controlling words or shuffling a country or two and issuing a new executive order to replace the original? I don't know. That, I mean, that would, that could be a different strategy. Maybe. It is an interesting thought, yeah. But I think, because I think this is really more about politics. If the president did that, I think the judges would do the same thing, <laughs> to be honest. What is so dangerous here is we cannot have the commander-in-chief hamstrung by three judges out of San Francisco and unable to do what he is constitutionally committed to do by the oath he took, protect and defend. It's, well, yeah. it's outrageous. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not against judges limiting presidential power if they're going over their power. Sure. But from what I've seen, the law says that he's not doing that. Well, it's on. Un- what happens if we have a terrorist attack from somebody who gets into this country and the, right now the green light is out? Terrorists, what an open invitation. Get in while a getting's good. The door is wide open. Yeah, and you know, and I've told people it's one thing to disagree with what Trump's doing, but right now we're talking about the legality of it. And the, it seems like that what that lawyer said is right. The judges were trying to find a way because personally they just disagreed with it. Deb has more on this ruling, and we'll talk with you. We're doing a whole other segment on the phones and the text line, 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Really want to hear from you. You are the smartest audience in talk radio. I'm not flattering you. It's just what I know to be true. 
because I'm here on the 50,000-watt front porch with you, taking the calls and, and checking the text line three hours a day, five days a week. You are awesome. So let's have you be heard after we hear from Deb on the ruling and on stray dogs chasing down a purse snatcher in New York City. Our dog-lugging fantastic newscaster, my partner and my friend and my co-host, the Deb Meister at 8.30. She's coming right up. Tell you what, heavy incoming from the best audience in talk radio, and we'll hear more from you in a moment on uh, the Ninth Circuit ruling against the president on the immigration issue out of the Middle East here. What did the president say? See you in court? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. And right now, uh, let's uh, talk to Jill from Orlando is calling to uh, give her take on the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court. Good morning, Jill. Hello. Um, I think the, uh, the court should be called circus because that's what it is. And another thing I would like to hear more often is the clip when Nancy Pelosi was confronted by the mom who lost her child to a terrorist. He was burned, raped, uh, killed, and, and all she said was, oh, I'm so sorry, that was good at the first part, but then the second part was, but they're not breaking any laws by being in a sanctuary city. I'm like, that needs to be played over and over and over again, because if it were the reverse, if it was a Muslim person talking to a white supremacist, that would be all we hear about for days and weeks and months. Thank you, Jill, very much. Let's talk about this Ninth Circuit ruling that has the 50,000-watt front porch pretty much on fire this morning. Dave. Yeah, and President Trump is on that front porch and saying a federal appeals court decision upholding the suspension of his travel ban is political, and he's vowing to fight it. Trump tweeted, quote, see you in court. The security of our nation is at stake. And as Bud mentioned in the 8 o'clock newscast, that tweet was in all caps considered shouting uh, on the web. He is expected to take his appeal all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A pair of pups, Bud, are being hailed as heroes for chasing down and catching an alleged purse snatcher in New York City. I've been waiting to get details on this story. It's a really cool story. Reports say, as a woman was getting off a bus Tuesday evening, a thief allegedly grabbed her purse and then ran into a nearby park. It was then a stray pit bull and a German shepherd saw a teenager running and chased him down, keeping him at bay until police arrived. The teen got some pretty bad bites and may require extensive surgery. Reports say the dogs, in fact, were so determined to keep the teen in place Mm -hmm. that animal control had to be called to tranquilize them. No kidding. They were worked up. And they took a bite out of crime, too. (laughs) No sense of humor. The victim got her purse back, and the dogs were turned over to animal services, which will hopefully put posters of them up around New York City and let everyone know these were the heroes that stopped some purse snatchers and not euthanize them if they can't find a new home. That is a terrific story. It is. And speaking of other animal notes, you know, alligators are normally green. Green and slimy. Kind of looking, green and slimy looking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but there's one in South Carolina that's orange. Yeah, what is the deal with this orange gator? I don't know. The gator lives in a pond in the community of Hanahan. Various reports say it's about four and a half feet long. The rusty-looking gator has become a local curiosity. 
Some have even dubbed the Gator a Clemson fan because of its unique orange color. To oh, me, it looks like, yeah, I know. maybe that's it. And he is straight up orange. It's like watching a four foot long Cheeto crawl across the banks of. I a, was just wondering if he polished off a hundred pound bag of Cheetos and turned orange I, or something. It could be. No one is sure why the Gator is orange really? instead of green. And I mean, if you get to see pictures of it, this Gator is orange from his snout to the tip of his tail. He is. Solid yeah. orange. Is it's that not, what happens when you eat too much Cheetos? You turn orange? Absolutely. I think it's oh, important man. for you to do a careful. test this weekend. Yeah, I was about to say, I need to be careful. <laughs> but it's worth it, though. They're so good. It is, yeah. <laughs> the, the darn gator is absolutely like you spray-painted them orange from head to foot. It really is. It's an amazing thing to see, and I'm going to ask our super producer, Mike Yaffe, of Beyond Reason Radio with Mike Yaffe, who's on tonight from 6 to 8, to but please post a picture. You're such a schmoozer. I learned but from the best, bud, man. You do know how to get what you want. By the yeah. way, some some local residents are calling it Trumpigator oh, because yeah. he's orange. Oh, there we go. There we go. Ooh, could be the Trump makeup a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, huh? Applied to the The gator. same self-tanner. Yeah. You know, you had that great dog story there. You've got a great pet show on Sunday afternoon. Sometimes you bring your own dog Lex in here, I know. Let's talk about Animal House on Sunday afternoon right here at uh, 3. Yeah, it's uh, 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon, as Bud just said. Every Sunday afternoon, we try to bring in experts, uh, maybe local animal shelters, animal trainers, uh, to get you the best and latest advice. You know, there's so many places on the radio to call and get advice about gardening, banking, you know, legal advice. But there was nowhere on the radio to call and ask a vet a question without it costing you an arm and a leg. So Animal House on Sunday afternoons from 3 to 4 is the place to be if you're passionate about pets. As you are. As I am. It's an absolutely it, terrific show. You'll love it. And I, I would, you know, any kind of animal. Yep. Gators, yep. snakes. Got it. We're the home for all of them. Animal House with the Debmeister every Sunday at 3. And good, my good favorite stuff. animal, the Bud Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Um, oh, um, let me ask you. Is there anyone out there in the vast audience on the 50,000-watt front porch who applauds the Ninth Circuit Court ruling against the president on this immigration executive order. And on what basis do you applaud the court's ruling? Is there anybody? You get special priority if if you think the court got it right. Because I really want to hear you make the case. 407-916-5400. I also want to hear from everybody who thinks, as I do, that this ruling is outrageous, it is wrong, it is unconstitutional, it is illegal, it is indefensible, and it will ultimately be overturned by the United States Supreme Court. 407-916-5400 and our text line 23680 will have that followed by the sound judgment game before we go off the air, and somebody's going to have a chance to win some terrific prizes. All of this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic ahead here in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You can't be a patriot if you're not patriotic enough to go to the White House, for crying out loud. Give me a break. Weasels. Cut him. Let's go to Jim. You're in Orlando on the Ninth Circuit. Good morning. Good morning, bud. Just wanted to, uh, uh, my feeling is that if if a terrorist gets in before we get this straightened out, that uh, all those people involved, the three judges at the Ninth Circuit, the Attorney General of the State of Washington and his staff, and the Governor of the State of Washington, and anybody in Minnesota 
associated with this. Yeah. They should all be charged with accessory to murder or terrorism. Well, if we have a terrorist attack on American soil from one of those seven countries while while all of this is playing out in the courts and the president of the United States and the commander-in-chief is hamstrung by it, there will be blood on their hands. And it'll be very, very interesting to see if actually some kind of an action could be taken on that basis, Jim. Hadn't really thought about that, although I have thought about the idea that what happens if we have a terrorist attack from one of those, Ameri- uh, one of those seven countries right now? What happens? The door is wide open. This is a magnet for terrorists to come in from that part of the country within the immigration or refugee population now. Get in while you can and do your thing in the name of Allah. Frightening. Yaffe, anything on the text line? Anything on your mind? Uh, yeah, on the text line, uh, one person kind of going with what you were just saying says, uh, will these three San Francisco judges be held accountable for any terrorist activity in the USA that occurred during their ruling. Frankly, these three should be tried for treason now. Whoa. That's, that's pretty harsh. Wow. We'll have him strung up before the terrorist strike. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little too far, but yeah, he's not happy. Well, Another... I'm telling you, what, here's what's going on. Passions are running high, and they should be. we got to push back against this kind of thing. The president absolutely says he, he will. He says, you know... Um, see you in court. National security is at stake, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, and then that, well, what's the next step, though? You think it will go to the Supreme Court? Yes, I do. And uh, I think he ought to, I think he ought to go immediately to the Supreme Court, even though it's a 4-4 without Gorsuch, okay? Um, if, if it's as urgent as the president says, and I believe it is, okay, the door is wide open. We've created the strongest magnet ever for people to come in here and stage terrorist attacks from the Middle East. And I, I think, and there are many who know much more than I do legally or are already saying they think they could peel away a liberal judge or two on this because the law is so clear and the Constitution is so clear. Yeah, and you know this uh, this court has been overruled 80% of the time, something yeah, like that? far more. The Ninth wow. Circuit is out of control. It needs to be reined in. It's geographically too big. It is politically too far to the left. That whole thing needs to be restructured, but that is not going to happen. And that can be done. That's not a hard thing to do. Oh, yeah. Um, Congress could do it, and they might well do it, but it's not going to happen. Not doesn't make a difference now yep. in terms of that. Yep. Let's bring in Mary from um, Shuliota. Good morning to you, Mary. You're on with the Budman and company. Hey, but I see one good thing that's coming out of this ruling. There might be a chance to impeach one of these idiots out there at the Ninth Circuit. <laughs> That'd work for me. Yeah, to knock them all out of there. Thank you. That's probably better than than what? What was the other? What did the other guy want to do? The other caller or the other texter? Treason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying for treason. Yeah. How about we just impeach him? I'm not sure we can get the treason thing done. But at any rate, um, well, maybe. Time for the sound judgment game. Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred is the number. What's the prize package we're playing for? This is exciting, Anthony. Yes, bud. We have a copy of the Beatles Love soundtrack and the Beatles Love promo pack. You can celebrate this Valentine's Day with Beatles Love by Cirque du Soleil at the Mirage Hotel and Casino on the Las Vegas Strip. With 360-degree seating, the Beatles Love tells a unique story from every angle, while a three-time Grammy-winning soundtrack sets the backdrop for thrilling aerial acrobatics colorful new imagery, and a reimagined choreography. You can actually go and get your tickets now at CirqueDuSoleil.com slash love. Good stuff, and this game is for real hardcore Beatles fans. Get ready to sing one line of a great Beatles hit, and you're going to be our winner. 
With a fabulous Beatles prize pack up for grabs, I'm looking for a Beatles fan to step up and win by singing just one line from one of my favorite Beatles hits. So listen now to some sound from that hit song, and when the music stops, use your sound judgment, belt it out, and sing that next line. Line one, sing it. Do it again. Do it again. And she looked at me, and I, I could see <laughs> that before too long I'd fall in love with her. And well, I'll never dance with another. And I saw her standing there. I saw her The fans are going wild. We have a winner right off the top. Woo! No, that's a Beatles fan. Way to go. You were awesome. Just awesome. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I am a Beatle maniac forever. No kidding. Tell me about that. I mean, all the way back to the beginning? Yes, back to the beginning. Ten years old when I want to hold your hand was playing on the radio while I helped my (laughs) mom fold socks on the bed. (laughs) I love it. Great job on this song. I'm going to write you a note that will accompany the Beatles prize pack here. First name, please. Aaron. Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. O-N. Where are you calling in from, Aaron? Orlando, Florida, downtown. Man, you could have been the fifth Beatle the way you sing. You were great. Uh, Thank you. Made my day. Man, what a way to go out on a Friday. It was one of the best sound judgment game players ever. Don't go away. I'm putting you on hold, and we're going to get you the Beatles prize pack. It kind of sounded like a radio disc jockey, too. The guy was great. (laughs) He's like, I've been listening since I was 10 years old. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's it from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Great to be with you on AM and FM on WFLA and Nationwide and iHeartRadio. But if you want more of the best in talk radio, Yaffe's got it for you tonight right here on Beyond Reason. Yes, um, 6 to 8 p.m. tonight, special two-hour edition of Beyond Reason where I will be your voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. I can't wait. It will be absolutely awesome for Deb and for Yaffe and for Anthony and the whole team here. And, oh, yeah, for the fifth Beatle, Aaron, after that great performance. The Budman here. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great, great weekend. Weather's going to warm up a little bit, and it should be terrific. And um, we'll rejoin you tomorrow morning or make that Monday morning from 6 until 9 from all of us here in the 50,000-watt front porch. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.